0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: Hey y'all, before we get to the show, I wanted to thank you, the listener, for supporting the new fight game, media network during our first week. And this week, we're adding our new AEW show to the feed called The Boom. James McDaniel and Kevin Eli are on the ones and twos. They join an already loaded lineup, like our WWE recap show, The Wrap, our MMA show, In The Clinch, our boxing show, Pound For Pound. Write That Down with Fumi Saito and Justin Nipper and Take It Home, our weekend show. Make sure you subscribe to the Fight Game Media Network feed and leave us a five-star review.
2: Welcome everyone to Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on this episode, I was hoping to get back in my normal routine of this podcast, is where I review um, the promotions that a lot of people aren't currently watching or focusing on, or doesn't get much attention, like an MLW or sometimes the Impact Wrestling NXT UK, um, Ring of Honor when um, when that was going, but you only know, got a couple more months for that until they take a break to the springtime, so. Um, That's what the show is usually about, but lately I've been doing some special shows because the world of wrestling has been wild and crazy, especially with the WWE, with all their releases. I think I saw a post that said 80-something releases this year alone. Um, It's it's just getting a little bit ridiculous at this point. Um, Now, granted, I said a few weeks ago, I believe on this show, and also the Fight Game Media Podcast show on the Wrestling Observer Podcast Network that more releases are coming. Um, That was basically the skull of butt around WWE. Um, A lot of people thought that it was going to come soon from the SmackDown side. Now, I didn't really go through all the list of these, these individuals, what brand they're on, but it looks like most are from SmackDown, so it does make sense that... That was the next target. Now, hopefully, that doesn't mean NXT UK is coming up anytime soon. I think the uh, TV deal at BTS uh, Sports is going to save that brand for the time being. As long as that there's a TV deal there, I think NXT UK is fine. But um, you know, once NXT UK goes down, I don't know. I'm going to watch much WWE. I have to watch. Well, I have to watch NXT because we do Garrett and I do cover it for the fight game media podcast on like, again, on the observer website. So, I mean, I'm watching that because of that. And of course I still watch NXT UK cause I, I really love that product, but I'm just down. And I, re- releases happen, right? I mean, this is depressing business. releases happen. People leave territories in the back of the day, um, so cycle out talent. But this is a bit much because Especially on this list, there were some people that were just completely shocked because the current the current goal for WWE is to get younger. They want young talent. They want personalities. Um, that's what we keep hearing, right? Go younger, bigger personalities. We want to create superstars. And when releases happened on Thursday, I was completely shocked to see Now all members of Hit Row are gone. Of course, a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, they they released B-Fab, which I talked about here on this podcast, and I could not believe it because though she can't do much in the ring at all, she had the look, the charisma. She was the binder to this group. She held it together. She completed the package of this group. And a very interesting and exciting new group and you know they were called up you know the smackdown on the draft that you know they were featured and then now they're all gone within a couple weeks since the draft it just makes no damn sense um you know that means swerve scott top dollar ashanti the adonis are all gone now they're they want to go younger. They want to appeal to the younger fans. Hit Row was a group that that appealed to the younger audience. And that's a problem. Like, WWE wants to go younger, but you have old guys making the decisions. You need, they need to be influenced by younger creative people instead of, you know, it's just Vince who's, what, going to be 80 or close to it. And and then you just have John Laurinaitis and Bruce Pritchard who just who are just there to pacify Vince. There's two of them, so each gets a nut and each are each licking the salt off it, and that's all they care about. As long as Vince is taken care of, that's all they care about. And you know, uh, Nick Khan. My guess is they're going to sell. When I when 81 releases, I think they're going to sell to some to some. Uh, you know, big corporation, be it Xfinity or or you know Disney, who knows? And that serves me big time because you know a big corporation buying it now. If the big big corporation buys it and puts in a arrest someone that's knowledgeable about pro wrestling to run it, the wrestling side, that'd be great. But in my opinion, it's gonna be WCW and. 88 89 90 91 92 you know like where there it's gonna be these corporate people running things and they're not they're no knowledge of wrestling they think they do because wrestling is everyone thinks wrestling is easy booking wrestling putting on shows anyone can do it you can train anyone to do it it's easy yeah let's get a football player train him he'll be a superstar it just doesn't work that way it just does not work that way. It and it also does not work that way for just anyone to book wrestling or promote wrestling. It takes someone that's really truly passionate about the business side and and loves it, right? And it's just really frustrating to see right now with the WWE, and it just makes you not want to watch. Like this weekend is what Survivor Series, and oh, first of all, like looking at the card, everyone but Roman Reigns is just. Stale to me. Like, there's no one I really want to see. I mean, I like certain talents. I like, I like Matt Riddle. I like Randy Orton. I mean, I like their work. But is it enough for me to sit there for three hours to watch? Like, no, because there's nothing fresh. Like, Randy Orton versus someone new, like a Bronson Reed when they when they you know or, or you know a Keith Lee if they were featuring him. That's interesting. Those that's fresh to me, right? Doesn't have to be all too fresh guys it could be a long time veteran for some new hot act like a killer cross like i said or keith lee bronson reed etc but no they cut him and so now we're stuck with like sheamus is still out there i like sheamus as a worker i like his work like his matches but like dude we've seen this guy for so long what else is new how many times can he win the u.s title the intercontinental title um just the same act you know and it's just tiring you know, same with, uh, same with, same with. ginger Why is like, what's Ginger Mahal going to do to get me excited about anything do he does? Right, like, just he's fine. And I have nothing against Ginger Mahal. It's just like, okay, what are you going to do with him? Give the fans something new. Give them something fresh. You call up these people and you do nothing with them, or you keep them in the middle. They're just they just blend in with everyone else. How is Rhea Ripley just there? She is a freaking superstar. She should be on the top of the brand as one of the top females that you're pushing. She's young. She has an awesome look. She has a connection with the crowd. People want to just watch her. They want to cheer for her. But when you give them not give them nothing, they're not gonna be interested. They're gonna lose, they're gonna lose faith and just move on. Or, you know, or or just move on to something completely different. They might not even just go to AEW and just leave wrestling altogether. And so when I saw Hit Row on this list of re- releases, I just I just don't I don't get it. Like I said, they want to go younger. They want to appeal they they you know to the younger audience. And this is a, a group that will do that. You know, a group that fits into the hip hop culture that can get those fans to come in and say, "Hey, man, we got some representatives of our of our, of our community in WB now." And like you know, how many hip hoppers were were pushed. And what made this group so good is that they all look like they all hang together. Like you felt like they were a real crew, right? It wasn't just a bunch of people thrown together and made, made as a stable. It's like, yeah, I can see these guys and gals hanging out, rapping, training, competing. Um, Swerve Scott, uh, you know Shane Strickland. I always liked him. I, you know, it, it took me a while. I remember when he was luching on the ground. I just didn't get into his, his shtick, but um when MLW kind of started off again I started watching those shows I remember seeing Strickland I remember he started doing the heel turn right before he left right before he got signed by WWE, and I really liked his work as a heel he did a great job uh showed me a lot of uh, ground game and stuff and you know he's a he's a fantastic athlete and I remember Garrett Gonzalez my co-host of the fight game media podcast um talked about like that was one of his favorites to when the NXT came on USA, like he's like, Oh, this guy is someone that could appeal to the younger audience. And I agree. He was definitely someone, um, you know, to do the modern wrestling, the a lot of action, but he had a personality. Um, you know, and what really I thought this this put him in this group hit row, like just put him on another level like you could see like okay he's finally reaching his potential they're finally doing something with this guy and he's a talented guy top dollar i know he's green but he's a big guy big personality don't they want big personalities top dollar right and i i loved his shtick i loved what he was doing i believe top dollar and yeah he's green but you know what like they were doing a great job with him keeping him in six-man tags and tag team matches And Ashanti the Adonis, what a great athlete, a great young wrestler. And he was there to bump around for this group, bump around for Top Dollar, or make the tag the Top Dollar. Top top Dollar comes in, he does a smashing. Like, he was great. I really was impressed with Ashanti Adonis. And he started getting his own vibe, his own look. Like, each guy was different in Hit Row. And of course, there was B Fab, too, who, like I said, just made that act complete. And once. She was taken away. I thought, man, I don't know. And I but I didn't think this. Like I knew I knew releases were coming, some more, unfortunately. But I I was shocked to see them on the list. Even with BFAB gone. I thought, okay, like okay, they're gonna do something different. They're gonna go a different route or whatever. I mean, they just drafted these people and they didn't do they're they're gone. You know what? They're gonna reunite again because and I, I hope Tony Khan's smart enough, I think he is, to sign these people, right? And that is going to be, you know, four people that's to to your roster. And but what I'm going to talk about later on this episode as well is look at AEW and see who they should cut or send somewhere else to get work and to make room for the roster because there's a lot of great free agents that are going to be on the market. And of course, AEW can't afford them all, can't take them all because there's only so much. So much room on their television, you know, three hours total right now that you can, you know, give them a chance to show what they can do, get them over, etc. So, I mean, he, they have, he has to be selective of who he's going to get. But at the same time, like, if you're going to add to your roster, you got to take away from your roster. So later on this episode, after I talk about these WWE releases real quick here, I'm going to talk about AEW and who I think should uh you know released and uh, make room for new acts the aw's been around since what 2019 so they're getting what you know two years almost three years in now it's time to change and there's a lot of people that are just not even used or they are used or on youtube and like that's not cutting it you don't know, don't pay people to youtube you can get those people to work youtube per match basis instead of contract base so anyways let me let's move on to the next person that was released and this was another shocker john morrison of course they just cut his wife uh frankie monet slash taya valkyrie which i thought was another shocker again sure she's her age wise i think she's in her 30s she's not in her 20s but that, that, to me like i said age doesn't matter they want personalities. She has a big personality in the ring. She's, you know, if you put her with the right opponent, she really shines. And they have a lot of good workers in their women's division that you know she can be protected in matches. But the key is her personality, her charisma, the way she carried herself. She felt like a star. You know, Triple H and his team did a great job of presenting her as a star with that great entrance, that 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 like long, beautiful white robe and the white gear and the whole act that she had going for NXT that was just dropped with this new regime and obviously Ultimate released. Um, They dropped the ball. And she could have been a main roster person and she could have been with her husband, John Morrison. John Morrison, I thought... You know, I was never a Johnny Nitro fan or Morrison fan Um, in the past. I mean, not not that I didn't like him. I liked Eminem, but... You know, as a singles, I never... Got into him back in the day in WWE. But, you know, when he went back on the indies and was really working hard and, you know, changing some of his game up a little bit, you know, I saw, okay. And then he went to Impact. He did really well. And I I was getting it. I was getting it. And we even booked him for APW plenty of times during that time. And and he was a pleasure to work with. So this is not a biased opinion, like, oh, he should be there because he was a good guy. I'm just saying as a talent... He's he's a good talent and and how they just didn't have anything for him to do. I know they did the deal with Miz, they did the deal with Bad Bunny, and that was a big match. And look at look what how, look what he did with that match with Bad Bunny, right? That got him so much attention because uh, Bad Bunny is a superstar. I didn't really know this until Bad Bunny showed up in WWE. I never did. Man, you know, I'm not into that style of music, so I didn't know who he was. But apparently, he's this huge star, and he had his match with Miz and Morrison, and. Morrison did a great job with him. So did the Miz. So just for that, like keep him on the roster because you he, he can p- put this guy in that situation; he's going to hit a home run for you. Um, he, they got a little goofy with all the stuff, maybe, and, and but he could have you could have done something. Took him off TV for a good six months, repackaged him, and you know maybe brought him back with Taya or, or Frankie Muniz as a couple or you know something. You could have done something with him. I just. I just shocked that he's on the cut list. Tegan Knox again, they want to go younger. She's like in her twenties. I know she's had a lot of injuries to her knees, but it's a great story. She always fights through, works her way. Like you just, if you tell that story, you could, you know, it's easy to get behind her. I did. I really liked Tegan Knox. I thought she was a, I thought she's a good talent, good young talent. Of course, she needs more experience, and you know. And that's fine. She can work people on the main roster. That's why she's, there's Natalia there and, and, you know, Charlotte and Becky. Like, she can get the experience working, you know, their top roster. And, again, I think she connected with – she could connect with young women. Um, even though she did a – you know, she's a big Marvel fan. She uses Marvel as an inspiration. Just, you know, like she was always – I think she kind of took that Captain Marvel-like persona and, And I think they even did something with uh, her and Brie Larson. But it was like YouTube only and like Brie Larson, one of the biggest stars in Hollywood, uh, hot with the Marvel, um, Captain Marvel stuff. Like how do you not like feature this on your main television or talk about it and, you know, like get that rub for her. And Tegan Knox never had that big personality, but she's that every girl or you know that that you that you want to root for that you want to cheer for to be successful and again she's 20 years old or 20 something years old like she's still so young and she was being she's not one that would cut they put her they called her up like they called her up to be a tag team with Shotzi they broke them up turned Shotzi heel which is a total mistake because Shotzi's not a heel Right? People love Shotzi. Shotzi just has that personality that you want to root for her, um, cheer for her. Uh, as a heel, it just doesn't work. Right? It just doesn't work. It's a complete miscast, but you know, but so they took they split them up. They're supposed to be a tag team, and they split them up and they had nothing for Tiki to do. And so they cut her. And it's it's just unbelievable. Again, they want to go younger, she's in her twenties. They want big personality. Hit Row has big personality. You know, it's, it's just, just doesn't make sense. John Morrison, big personality. He might not be 20, but dude, the dude looks like a million bucks, right? Like, they don't, you don't sit there and go, that guy's old. No one would say that. No one would ever say that. If, you know, if my, you know, family members who don't even watch wrestling walked in and saw John Morrison, they would not just look at him and go, yeah, that guy's too old. I don't want to watch this. They would never say that, right? Because he looks like a million bucks um drake maverick i really like drake maverick i think he's just one of those characters that could do it all like he played underdog bay he could play annoying annoying uh pesty heel he could do comedy and you know it's pretty unfortunate you know he was cut before cut a very passionate promo triple h loved that promo loved his and and he re-signed him to an NXT deal and gave him a second chance and I I think they try to capitalize a little bit on it, but I don't think they. Really, I think they made a little mistake with him and they didn't really go all out with his story. And I think they really could have built up a great moment with him, challenged him for the cruiserweight title. I mean, I know he did, but it, it should have been focused more. Like it it should have been a bigger deal, but it wasn't. And then they tried to do a odd couple tag team with Killian Dane, and then he was kind of just you know lost in the shovel when Killian Dane got released. But you know he was transitioning to do stuff outside the ring, right? And you know looking out for his career. What's the next step for him? And it just sucks like a guy like that gets cut. A guy that really wants to be there. A guy that is passionate about pro wrestling, or you know, or sports entertainment, whatever they call it. But like, he, either way, he is passionate about the product, about WWE, about continuing on his career in wrestling and those are people i want employed, right? Like that's why would you get rid of that guy? And it sucks cuz he was, you know, learning a lot of the back behind the scenes stuff and
1: getting ready there and it's just it's just a bummer, man. We'll get back to the show in just a minute, but i wanted to let everyone know about Fight Game Media Network Plus. If you enjoy the Fight Game Media Network, check out Fight Game Media Network Plus at patreon.com/fightgamemedia we have three specific Patreon only shows and we'll soon have monthly bonus content from the show you're listening to right now. And it's just five bucks a month. So if you want to support your favorite podcasts on the network, go to patreon.com front slash fight media and you'll get more content than you can shake a stick at.
2: Um, Shane Thorne, of course, I'm not surprised by this cut and I understand it because they had nothing for him. But here's, a, I, here's another miss. T D K, the tag team with Mikey Nichols, really good team. I always loved them in Noah, this young, cool Australian tag team. I thought they could have been great baby faces in WWE. Um, sure, they're not the most colorful, or and I tried to make them heels and they, and they were good, but you know, to me, with their offense, their style, I thought they were better as baby faces. And I remember when Shane Haste or Shane Thorne here, he. You know, TDK, they're doing a bunch of vignettes and promos. And Shane Thorne had this like great long hair, <laughs> kind of like AJ Styles' hair, but just even better, man. Like, he, like, he just looked like a future star, right? And when Dex, you know, he shows up, his haircut, haircut. It's not, and i I, I understand, like, he did it himself. And I'm I'm like, no, I, if I was WWE, I would like, say, dude, you're not cutting your hair, right? You look like a star, don't cut your hair. It's not in your contract. We're not allowing it, or so you know. I mean, I would make him not cut his hair, and he wouldn't because if he if he feels like, hey, they they want to cut my, they if I they don't want me to cut my hair, that means they want to push me. They see something to me, you know. But he did, and I don't know. I don't know why they never really got together in WWE as a team. I thought they were a fun team, and I you know on the main roster, you know tag teams aren't really featured. They're not really put in that main event position most of the time but they like like I talked about last week with Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch, like they would have made a good mid card heel team. the TDK would have made a good mid card uh, babyface tag team right have good matches on the undercard. Um, when they did uh, house shows you know they, they would go out they could have go out there and give you 15 on a tag match and make a good tag match you know kind of open a show up or a second match on the show to kind of get the crowd going. Um, you know, th- everyone doesn't have to be a main event. Everyone doesn't have to be headlined in WrestleMania. But you know, there's there's positions on the card that you know there's different positions on the card, different levels, different needs. And like, hey, you need a good babyface tag team on the undercard. They fit that perfectly. And if you play your cards right, I think I think they can get over as, as a tag team champions. If it was all you know, it was booked like pro wrestling. But I, the way they cheat tag teams, I think it was going to be tough for them. But you know, but. It's you know young stallions were fine as an undercard team that just you know wrestled had good matches uh, lost most won some like this could have been done for TDK so um, I'm looking forward to TDK reuniting I you know really like Mikey Nichols um, you know I, I, I it was he's a really good guy I got to work with him back in uh, gosh 2005 when they would come down him and Hartley Jackson would come down from the New Japan Dojo, or come up for the New Japan Jojo for to work APW shows, and they're just two freaking cool ass dudes, and uh, had a lot of fun working with them. Uh, my my team worked them, and it was just a lot of a lot of fun. And I was I'm, I was so happy for Mikey Nichols' success and going to Noah and doing well there, and then finally him and him coming to uh, WWE. And like I said, they were a good tag team, and I, I'm just bummed that WWE never could find anything to do with them. So the last guy on the list is Jackson Riker, um, former Gunner in Impact Wrestling. You know, I always liked Gunner in Impact. You know, I think they gave him like a bunch of start and stop pushes there. I remember one time they gave Rick, Rick Flair was his mentor, but I always thought he was a talent. Great look, you know, good work. And in WWE, when he showed up, you know, they took a while for him to find something to, him, to, him to do. But when they put him... With uh, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler, like, as the Forgotten Sons, I just thought this worked. And I love this six-man tag team. Um, Blake and Cutler were a good tag team. And Jackson Riker was, you know, the muscle, the heater. What do you want to say? Like, he was there to interfere. And he could break out. And do he could be the singles guy. What? You have a good tag team. You could do six man switch partners. You could do a lot of stuff with them. Uh, they're a good team, of course. They get called up. Um, they have some unfortunate bad breaks. One, uh, Jack Schreier got a lot of heat for his political views, and you know a lot of people, fans and people on you know, were pushing back on that. Which you know, if you don't agree with someone's political views, that's fine. But like. I'm not gonna like let it stop me from like booking someone or you know unless they're just being a, a nuisance in the back or a distraction in the back. But if they're not being a distraction in the back and just, it's their own political views and they're not bringing it to work and preaching it to work, then you know that's fine, right? But I thought he, I thought Forgotten Sons had something, and so when he was gone, Forgotten Sons was just forgotten. Uh, they were brought back as Corbin's like stooges, but then you know. Then both Wesley Blake and T. Colt were released. But Jackson Riker stayed, which all the heat, you would think he'd be one of the guys that would leave. But but they kept him around and tried to do something with him, like Elias. And, of course, his age probably did it in for him. But, again, age doesn't matter. You know, Jackson Riker, look at that dude. Like, no one's saying, oh, man, that guy. Too old. I can't watch this. Like, no, they're going to see a tatted-up beast, right? And looks like an ass kicker. That I just don't understand. Like I said, I don't think it's obviously it's not budget cuts. It's just I think they're getting they're clearing some room on the payroll to sell this, right? just that's what Nick Khan does. He comes into places and he corporations and he helps sell them. So I assume it's gonna happen here. Um and we can only hope for the best who ever buys it. Um you know, if we know wrestling history, corporation, big corporation and wrestling. Unless that big corporation puts a wrestling person in charge, and you know it's going to be trouble. So we'll we'll see what happens there. So that that was the 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 releases this week. Um, you know I don't like to see anyone being released. I don't like to see anyone lose their job, but you know releases do happen. It's just some of them that just makes you just scratch your head, and particularly Hit Row, John Morrison. Tegan Nox, even Drake Maverick for like I said, like he's so passionate about the business. I mean, you'd want to find something for that guy, right? But unfortunately, I just want to wish all of them the best. And I think all of them will end up somewhere. Hit Row is going to be together again, and they're going to be the big stars that they 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 should have been in WWE. And I think WWE is going to have a big egg on the face when it comes to them. John Morrison, he'll be fine. He can go back to T Impact, I'm sure. He can also go to AEW if they if they want him. Uh, Tegan Knox, if I'm AEW, I'm getting her because like they need they need they need to update that women's roster, right? And Tegan Knox is good talent, so good young talent. I think she would do really well with that fan base. And you know Drake Maverick, shoot, I think he'd be good at AEW. He'd be also good back at Impact Wrestling. Um. But AW, you know, they have that little quirky element to their promotion. A lot, you know, lately it's been kind of dialed down a little bit because they've been adding so many really good wrestlers that a lot of the shit has been pushed to the back. But, but you know, like if you, need, you also need some levity in wrestling. And I, you know, I'm not a stickler. Like, oh man, wrestling all has to be serious. Like people think had that's how I feel, but it's not true. Levity has its place. It just doesn't have to be the focus. And I think Drake Maverick can do a lot. You know, you can put him in a lot of different, a lot of different uh, positions on the roster as Bayface, heel. You need a comedy guy, you know, you can need a commissioner. You know, he, he did a great job with that. When we remember 205 Live when it first started, he was a commissioner. Um, so, he can do a lot. He's a talented guy, and I, I think he's going to find some place and uh, do really well. Um, so, now, you know, like I said earlier, AEW, a lot of people, that's the first thing. To think. When people get released, they're like, they gotta go to AEW. Well, Tony Khan, even though he has a lot of money at, as his, at his disposal, like you can, you know, he he can probably sign a bunch of people, right? But at the same time, he's a businessman and he knows he can't keep everyone employed. And I think he knows, like, okay, eventually, he's gonna have to make some cuts himself, right? And and my guess is it's his pro wrestling. So when people get cut from AW, you'll see the same tweets you see from a lot of people in WWE. I didn't get opportunity, you know, I wasn't given a chance, blah blah. blah. You know, I was stuck on Dark or Elevation. I never got shot, shot on the main roster on the main roster shows, other than here and there, blah 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 blah. You're gonna hear that. They're gonna, you're gonna get a lot of wrestlers now because of social media. Use that sympathy with their fan base to you know get people going, Uh, but. The changes are going to have to be made. They're going to have to be, you're going to have to trim the fat because a lot of people just, just there on the bottom that they need to cut. And um, as I mentioned on the Fight Game podcast, like a lot of these wrestlers are, a lot of wrestling in AEW, especially on the low end of the roster, are very worried right now. And they should be, honestly, because um, now that, you know, people from Ringer Honor are available, like, you know, like they just signed Jay Lethal. You, know, you got the Briscoe Brothers, Gresham, uh, you know, host of others. Now you got all these releases for WWE, you know, Hit Row and and uh, you know, Bray Wyatt's out there still. You know, you just got so many, so much talent available now in the free age market. It's 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 crazy. And if I think if Tony Khan wants to sign some of these people, he's gonna have to eliminate some of these people. So um now I made I made this list here, and I know it sounds kind of dark, like, oh, this is who I would cut in in AW. But you know, a lot of my the people on the list, I, I think I'm justified. I think you would a lot of people would understand my reasoning. And, you know, it's business. It is business here. And but there's also some talent that I'm gonna talk about too that should I feel that you shouldn't cut them. But since you don't have any room on the main roster, you should we sh- you should send them out to you know other promotions to let them work, let them get experience. Um, I was chatting with my 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 good buddy uh, Promise Thomas uh, from the uh, you know from WWE Superstar, the Heartbreakers. You know, has a great podcast on uh, the Wrestling Observer Network that you guys all should check out. Really, really great interviews with you know former talents and current talents and wrestling. Um, he's a really smart guy. I love talking about wrestling. Um, I love. I, I'm always like when I was a, when I started out in wrestling, the first thing you heard is like you never stop learning. Keep your eye, keep your eyes and ears. Keep your eyes, eyes and mouth. Keep your mouth shut, eyes open, and ears closed, guy. Okay, I should know that by heart. Roland said it all his time, but uh, and I, I love learning, and I love his breakdown of matches and learning from that, and point out stuff that I don't know or, or I forgot about, and and it's it's he's a smart guy. He should definitely be training somewhere, um, someone, and some you know some he should be involved still in re- and he's still wrestling. He's going to be wrestling um, right now. He's, you know, taking time off cause you know, just had a beautiful baby. Shoe Jack, you know, and him and his wife or Alexis are just over the moon right now. And they should be their first, their firstborn and shoe Jack, the future of the business possibly. I think he's a, <laughs> he's a future of the business. Um, he's a, he's a cute little guy. So he's taking a break, you know, especially with COVID times. He's, gotta be smart right so and he's really he's really doing a great job and when he comes back to wrestling it's gonna be great i can't wait to see Thomas thomas do his thing and but we were talking about like what you know he was talking about what he would do like send them out you know send some of these guys these younger guys on AEW roster for experience and he had a good idea like make a guy like cole cabana as the point man right because cole cabana he's been all over every indie has built up great relationships, with all these indies, and he knows. Coca Cabana knows like what's shit and what's good. Where, where, where? If we're gonna send out our young talent, which promotions will they be used? You know, well, instead of just just taking a booking. Like, it's not about the payday when it comes to this. It's gonna be about the experience, and. You know, not just sending out to do shows like, hey, go do a camp at this person's school, a trusted trainer like a Tom Pritchard or Les Thatcher. Don't send them to Bob, you know, Smith, who just, you know, worked locally in this town and he thinks he's, you know, a headliner. No, like send them to people, quality trainers that they can learn and, you know, get more knowledge. And just because once you get more knowledge and bits and pieces here, and you just bring it all together, and it, it helps you in the ring. It helps you as a better worker all, it, all together. So, just like when MMA fighters, you know, go different, cam- go different camps, just to kind of learn new things. Because you know, one way, one way is not the answer. You op- know, you should open your mind to other trainings and and what other people have to to and what other people have to teach you. And hey, you know, like sending a guy or gal to Tom Pritchard for a week, a month, whatever, could be better than sending him out just to do a show here and there, right? Versus another green guy. So, um, I think that's a brilliant idea. And I and I've talked about that myself before on the Fight Game podcast when AEW had this relationship with impact wrestling. And oak okay, and then they started doing some, you know, talent exchange. Obviously Kenny Omega was doing his thing. But I remember I don't know if people remember, but remember Private Party went to Impact. I think they did one taping, but I'm like, okay, there's no upward mobility for Private Party. They're really young. Impact wrestling for a year or two there would be great for them to get the experience in front of television because you know they never did television until they got the AEW. They're still very green. A place like Impact will you know give them experience front of TV, and you know they can get over and featured. Instead of like left behind on AW because there's no room to put them on the TV, so uh, I think that's a great idea. They they should definitely leverage that leverage stuff with NWA. I know Tony Khan had a little fisty fit, you know, about he wanted there, he wanted NWA to bow down for helping him out, but you know, <laughs> I hope they kind of mend their fences and. Just for another place where they can send talent to, let them work. They have a little TV show that's online or whatever. Like it's still TV. It's still, it's still something that their talent can get experience and new people from them work. Um, MLW, same situation. They have a pretty good relationship with MLW. You know, let you know even though they they signed Bobby Fish, they let Bobby Fish work out all his contract obligations. Same with Lee uh, Moriarty. When you know, so you know, leverage that right. Do Japan. Leverage New Japan with Uh ship. Take a Brock Anderson. You're going to New Japan Dojo for a year. Shipping you over there, right? Lee Johnson, go New Japan Dojo. Because they're doing great stuff with uh, New Japan Dojo. and they, they, they have the best training system, in my opinion. Because those guys come out and they're just phenomenal already. Way ahead of guys that have been doing it for like 10 years on the indies, right? Uh, and... You know, I was talking to Jeff Cobb, who was in town uh, a, a week ago or so, and yeah, a week ago from now, a week ago, and you know, came over to visit the family because we're you know we're all really close, and uh, that was an awesome experience to see him again. But we're talking about the young, the tra- the young, the young lions. He's like you know, and he's you know, he's really impressed with their training, and he said that's he, he he believes that's the right way what they're doing, and I I, I don't disagree with him because. They're churning out great young talents. And again, if I'm AEW and that you have this relationship with, with with New Japan, like I said, send some of your top young guys and, or, and send them off. And even some girls, okay? Like, yeah, they're not gonna, <laughs> send them to stardom, okay? You're going to stardom, right? Like, get them that experience and that training. And I think it's gonna be just make it a overall a better product, and then when they are ready, to come back to AEW now, they're good enough to be featured and and do do something with it. instead of just being out there for a week and forgotten, or, or or months and then brought back for a little deal and then forgotten, um, you know let let the guys and gals, the young talent, go out there and build up a reputation and let, get that get that uh, thirst for fans to see him back in AEW, right? Oh man, Lee Johnson's been killing it in New Japan on those shows. And when he comes back into AEW, he comes a big star because people saw what he did in New Japan or, or Impact Wrestling, etc. So I'm gonna talk about some of those people who I would send out. But let's talk about the cuts I would make. And again, uh, you know, some of these you might, some of these you might not need to cut. And like I said, you can send some of these people out to kind of help, uh, you know, help an indie promotion that's you're trusting and using your young guy. But oh, we'll send you this former star and a booking like even if even without a contract you can still like hey you know you're you're not gonna have a contract but you know we'll definitely help you get bookings or you know stuff like that or or you can still book them for your dark shows and elevation shows and whatever youtube show you're gonna have but they're just not contracted so you're not you're, you know you're not there's you know, per match basis and i'm gonna go over this list and some names might surprise you And the first first on this list, for me, is Matt Hardy. You know, a lot of injuries. Matt just has not looked good in the rings since he's been in AEW. Broken Matt, or Woken Matt, whatever, just didn't work. I I know he did it during the the pandemic, you know, no fans era. But it just, it's such a short shelf like this gimmick. And... It wasn't gonna last here. It, it was overall a stupid thing. You know, it, it was it was cool for a little bit, but that's it. Only a little bit. And the only card Matt Hardy really has left up his sleeve is when Jeff Hardy comes available. They can come to AEW as a team, but you know, the Hardy Boys is better as a one-time or a few special matches, but then it being full-time roster as a tag team, right? um so that's the only card i would kind of keep matt hardy around because you know jeff hardy comes available you can do that you could do that hardy boys versus young bucks hardy boys versus ftr um you know whatever and just build some like dream matches but that's like a like a like a, a few month deal um uh, jeff i just you know there's a lot of young talent right now i know jeff's popular and, and he's still very popular but AEW, I do like the fact that they are younger. They have a younger talent. So I would have Jeff there to, to lose to people, put people over. Um, you know, a, a Malachi Black or uh or an Adam Page, you know, etc. like the young talent, MJF to beat him. Um that's what I would do if, if I got Jeff Hardy. But that's and that's and that's all you can really do, right? It's not gonna be long, it'd be a short term deal. And you know you just move on from it. So I, because Matt Hardy right now just the, the whole heart Hardy family office thing is just lame, and his work has been really bad since he's been in AEW. He's just and he's just by each week just loses. less. I just don't care to see him. And I think a lot of fans, even AEW fans, are like, okay, we're we're over this, right? I'm sure they will pop once or twice for a big. Hardy Boys reunion match versus a top team of theirs, but other than that, that's all he. That's all he. That's all he really has. Next on my list is Brian Cage. Um, I remember people were super excited about Brian Cage coming to AW, and you know I've worked with Brian Cage many times. I've known him for a very long time. Um, good guy, but just beyond the look and some of the athletic stuff he could do for his size he just really doesn't add much to his no personality. He has no mic skills. So you, you can't do much with them. He's, you see, like he's one of those guys you see once. And it's like, wow, look what he did. And you see the same tricks the next, next week. And it just, he just, Wasn't connecting with his fan base. I don't think. Yeah. I think what he's, what he was, what worked on the Indies is not translating national television. He's very overexposed. And granted, like when they brought him in, like him, him getting beat pretty quickly by John Moxley really hurt him. And of course he got stuck with that stupid Mark belt, the FTW title. That means nothing. That no one cares about. I still don't understand why Tony Khan wants it there. I know why, because he's a mark. He's a mark for ECW 98. And, he thinks it's cool, but you know, no one gives a crap, right? It's a it's a fake toy belt, and just makes Rick, poor Ricky Stark look like a goofball with with, with it. So, you know, Brian Cage, I just I think he's best to be released, and you know, I think he's his his deal would be good for indies, right? His shtick works there because you only see him once every so often in in your town on indies. Um, you know, he'd be. He was, he was over in impact, so he can have a home in impact. It's a perfect place for him. But, you know, AEW, just, it was, he wasn't working. TH2, Jack Evans and, and El Borico, and, or, and Lethargico, whatever people call him. I, this team, man, I just don't get They are not good, sloppy, boring, no charisma, um, I just don't understand why people are so hyped about these guys. Like, oh man, they got two H two. Like, no, they suck. Like, you you can't count on them to have a good match. They do a bunch of spots. Some of it could look could look beautiful, executed. Some of it, most likely, most time it's just just botched, right? Um, and Helcol zero personality. That's why they call him. like he's like he's like just, just falling asleep out there. Um, no facial expression, nothing. Jack Evans, like I said, he, he flips around and misses most. Like, it's just, I don't, I don't see what they bring to this product. There's a lot of good young tag teams out there that they can get and groom. Like, dude, uh, top flight past you guys by even one guy hurt past you guys by TH2. Um, uh, you know, so they're out the door in my opinion. Send him back to Mexico. It was thanks, thanks for your contributions. But Next on my list is Marco Stunt. And I know people are like, oh, man, how you cut Marco? He's part of that Jurassic Express act. Well, he's been hurt, I believe, and he has been missing on the television. And you know what? Are we missing him? Do you ever say, like, man, where's Marco Stunt? No one. Maybe his friends and family. But no one is saying, like, oh, man, I see Jungle Boy. Where's Marco. I see Luchasaurus. Where's Marco? No one is saying that Marco is a a quick gimmick, and that has run its course, right? I know people like him in the back, and that's great. Find him a job to do outside of the ring, but in the ring you can't do much with them. And they, I think they've already done enough. They as as much as they can with him. So, you know, Jungle Boy doesn't need him. Jungle Boy needs to be on his own. Luchasaurus he if he wasn't so popular with his fan base i'd probably cut him but you know i'm sure he does sell merchandise and you can do a lot of stuff with the mask and everything um i I didn't put him on this list but he's definitely on that borderline for me but sure enough they we do not need marco stunt (laughs) right it's just that that experience is over so next up is joey janela um Joey just does not. Same with Brian Cage, doesn't connect on national television. He was actually re, really exposed big time on national television. Joey you Nell, know, I think he's a good promoter. I think he's a really good promoter. Actually, I think he understands his fan base on the indies, and you know he's been able to get GCW up and going and be being a successful indie this day and age. Right, They're, they they draw great crowds with their wackiness, and they appeal to that audience. Um, but Joe Janela in AEW ring wasn't cutting it. He's not a good worker. Sorry to say, he's just not. You know, he has a personality, but his look is shit, his work is shit, he can't even know he doesn't even not properly feed. His idea of feeding is just standing there and waiting for someone to hit him. It just it's really indie at the basic level. Like indie in front of a parking lot. <laughs> parking lot show with a bunch of green kids. That, that's like Joe Janella, right? in the ring. Um I know he has his fan base, but it just does not work national television. You you can't have guys like the Briscoes and uh who, who you know guys being whoever else been released that are way better than him and you just can't ha- find room for Joe Janela when you have a Jay Lethal you just signed, right? Or as Swerve Scott, you can get, or even a Killian Dane, or you know, so many others that are just talented people that AEW could bring in and, and plug in and feature and put on good matches. Like, why would you have time for Joey Janella? It just, it just, it just doesn't work. So, I know he's brought this muscular girl in and trying to do something there with that. I haven't seen it on the main roster. I just seen pictures online, but okay, she's a prospect. Let's keep her. But Joey. You know, best of luck in GCW and keep, keep doing a good job there. Um, at, next up after that is George Nell's former tag team partner, Sunny Kiss. You know, with Sunny Kiss, I thought was you know an interesting signing. I thought you know it 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 it, it part it it worked with their all inclusiveness that AEW is really all about early on talking about that. You know, we're all inclusive, no matter gender, etc. And Sunny Kiss fit that. And I thought they had one angle with Sonny Kiss because I remember if you remember Jim Ross, when he was calling Sonny Kiss matches, he would say he or then sometimes he would say she and people would get off poor on, pull on Jim, Jim Ross about that and get upset with him. But, you know, Sonny Kiss came out and said, hey, you know, I I identify, you know, her, she or he. So, you know. So I thought, like, this is a perfect opportunity for Sonny Kiss to challenge for the women's title, right? Like, and I, it, women and male titles. Like, you could, do, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of with this character. And I think it would be interesting and different. Um, but they just can never figure out what to do. They put him with, they put them with uh, Joe Janela. They had a tag team that weren't good. Because Sonny Kiss, just like Joey Chidella, just like Brian Cage, very exposed on national television, not ready for national television at all. Um, you know, given some moments, did fine in some moments, but overall, like, okay, like I said, you're getting all this new talent. You have Brian Danielson. Where are going to put Sonny Kiss on your show, right? So, you know, I think Sonny Kiss would be best on the indies as well. I you mean, know, Impact, somewhere else, but not not national television. Peter Avalon. I like Peter Avalon, you know, from Southern California. But, I mean, unless he does something outside the ring. I know he did some producing and stuff for, you know, Championship for Hollywood. So, I know he's done behind-the-scenes stuff. So, I'm not sure what he's doing at AEW. Maybe he's doing both. But that's the case. Like, put him back behind the scenes, right? And I wouldn't have him in the ring. Maybe for Dark, he can do jobs and stuff. But... Not a signed talent, at least a wrestling contract, but like a, a a you know an employee contract technically as a you know behind the scenes kind. I can see him doing stuff there. So, Serpentico or Serpentor, I like to call him. I never, I'll never forget like when they announced Serpentico is all elite. I'm like, who? <laughs> like, who's this guy? Didn't I see him wrestling? He's like this little skinny guy in a mask. Like, who's you know not flashy you know when you're that small and that skinny like you have to be like sensational right you have to stand out somehow some way and he was about as bland as you know you know some like flea market luchador and uh it's southern california so i just don't understand this And they put him with the tag team the last guy on my list i would cut is luther luther was a favor signing for chris jericho that's his buddy um And I would say, if I was Tony Khan, say, okay, I signed him as a favor to you, but listen, got to cut ties. But if you want him around, you could pay him. You you make a good amount of money. You could pay Luther to be your buddy to hang out with and talk about old times with, right? Um, But I can't have him on my payroll because Luther adds nothing. He's, you know. They try to preach as he's this hardcore legend of what? Like he had like a a cup of coffee in FMW. Um, His ring work is because of his age and size. It just, he just blows up and looks bad. You know, remember that match he had with Jericho, that embarrassment on national television? It's it's like, what are you? Who are you? Why are you Dr. Luther? What makes you crazy? Because you point your eye on your head. Bro, out thank you for everything thanks for your contributions whatever the fuck it was like i I'm sorry I just this is this is a, a sign that just drive me nuts like i'm just, you're gonna sign someone just because he's he's a friend of someone I know this happens in wrestling all the time but this is a little much like if the guy had talent right it's something to something to give like to the future like okay we could do something with this guy but you get damn I'm sure tony should have known like what he had in Luther Unless he just marked out for his old past in FMW for a year or so, or the fuck it was that you know a very small, 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 small amount of people saw. So I'm sorry, you got to make room. You got to make you got to make room for better talent, and you know Doctor Luke is just it's just sitting there, waste of space in that locker room. Um, let's move on to the women's roster, and let's see who's who I think they should cut on this. And it might, the first one's gonna surprise a lot of people. Because the former AEW Women's Champion, Nyla Rose, Nyla Rose, as the powerhouse, the monster. When you got a character like that, they really run their course fast. Like it's built them up as a big monster, and they get knocked down. And a character like that are best for short term, or for a year at the most, maybe two. But after a while, they just become part of the. Sh- they become less special. But then again, with Nyla Rose, like they started off her losing the. Excuse me, sorry, I hit the mic there. They, they started off losing, her losing to, Rio, right? And then they eventually put the belt on her and try to build her up as this monster and yada yada. But it's over. It's done with. You've done that. Nyla Rose hasn't added anything new to her act since she started AEW. Nothing to to fresher up. It's just the same old stuff. You know, the matches are, eh. And like I said, the gimmick of her as the powerhouse of the division is already over and already done with. No one believes her as that powerhouse anymore because we've seen her beat too many times now. So, you know, she is one I would either cut or she would be on this list of, because of her, you know, her name that she's built on AW. I, you know, she might be someone that you can co-command, hey, you know, Hey, uh, promoter in, in Seattle, Washington. Defy. You want? Uh, we'll give you a Rose on the show if you book. Bro- if you have Brock Anderson, and Lee Johnson on there, right? Like, you know, use people like that. They can use some name value. Matt Hardy. Hey, Matt Hardy got a booking for you. Use Matt Hardy, but can you please use Brock and Lee Johnson as well? Um, that's so Nyla, like. What can we do with you? like heat you up again for for what? Right? Like do a couple jobs on the way out for some people and and move and move on. Uh big Swole. I, I know she's had issues with Crohn's and, and you know, I hope she has that in control. That's you know, that's a horrible thing. But man, be <laughs> taking that out of it, like when it comes to in ring, swole is just not good not good at all she's a big personality charismatic as hell but once that bell rings it's a fucking disaster so i just there's just no room for her anymore there's better women out there there's there's women out there that's getting released that could fill the the spot that she has right so i would i would get rid of her emmy sakura like why (laughs) like I don't understand why what what could you do with her a person that acts like Freddie I don't think she's doing that gimmick anymore thank god but same time like they talk about her legendary status and she's an indie in in Japan she's not she's not like you know something from all Japan women or something legit like she's apartment wrestling what the hell are they doing out there Uh, and she's not that good I'm sorry you know so I would I would just Cut ties. I know it's, it's he's a she's a favor of Kenny Omega, but yeah, Tony Khan has to rec- recognize that their ro- women's roster is it's not good, and it's because of it's, there's so much talent there that's not good that he really needs to cut the fat off that roster and add some quality women. Get a, good at Tegan Knox. You could she could definitely connect with your fan base more than Emmy Zakura. I can guarantee you that. Yuki Sakazaki. She's also another one I would cut. You know when they signed her because i remember seeing her in tokyo pro um and i liked her like i thought okay she has something she could be like a ray mysterio um you know but for, i don't know what it is it just doesn't connect in and here in the united states her work it just doesn't look good but she's also wrestling other girls are not at that level of her like her you know other girls that other japanese people that on her she wrestles with me on Tokyo Pro could do her style. Obviously, they train together, so it looks better. And when she's wrestling others, it just you can see how green she is. And I just think, you know, again, you fill that spot with someone else. Um, Abaddon, a gimmick, obviously, you know, they use her for that show like around Halloween time, and that's all you can do with her hey October let's get the habit on a match um she's a gimmick and a gimmick with a zombie like gimmick is what do you do with that who is it why are you a dead girl you know like they built her up for a title shot and she lost and that's it like her gimmick is short term uh, her gimmick does not work. Be stuck in a promotion for years and years, like she's just gonna be another person, you know. Unfortunately, she, if this gimmick came around in the 70s, yeah, she probably could have showed up in any territory as the monster girl who wrestles the beautiful vase girl, and you know, that's a little special attraction. But, but you know, I don't know what you do with someone like a character like that for years and years. There's nothing really you can do. So instead of having her on dark and just collecting wins over other job girls, like sorry, bring uh, we'll bring her back in October. You know, don't have a contract, but hey, we'll give you a good payday in October when we need you for our Halloween special. Last but not least, is uh, Leva Bates, I the old blue pants and XT that was popular for a little short time, but. Man, not good. Leva Bates is just not good in the ring. Of course, they had to do the librarian gimmick with Peter Avalon. It just didn't get over. You know, this is when AEW is really riding high on they can do anything, get anyone over. But they didn't get the librarians over. Cody. That that no one gave a shit about that. And the matches I did see Leva Bates have on AEW have all been bad. Um, I don't know. I don't know. She's wrestling on dark or what. I haven't really kept up with those results, but there's no way you could put her on national television. So if you if she can't make if you, if you don't feel confident that she can wrestle on TNT or TBS, like you got to get rid of her. So I I don't know. She might be doing stuff like in the back in the behind the scenes. She might be doing some office stuff like that. That'd be great. You know, it's better paid, better than bumping, right? So I would have her do something like that instead of, instead of wrestling. So. I'd cut her, cut her roster from the roster. Um, Last group of people I want to talk about. These are people I would keep on the roster. But again, like we talked about earlier, send them out to Trusted Indies. Send them out to New Japan Dojo. Send them out to L.A. New Japan LA Dojo. Send them out to Tom Pritchard or any other quality trainer out in the United States today. And, you know... That's where a guy like Cole Cabana could you know say oh yeah this is a trusted place for this person to work and learn um you know this is a place they could should they could avoid this guy's a scumbag promoter don't send him don't send him or her there like you know you need a guy that's just knows everyone on the Indies and that's a Colt right you can hire Chris hero to be that guy too um you know someone of like that that's been around and can help people out right and know where to send people So on my list private party. Originally I was going to have on my cut list, but I thought about, you know, private party just needed some experience and people they could work with. And that, and then I thought about when I said back in April or March, where the hell it was like, yeah, like impact would be a nice place for them to work and get experience and, and they can come back better workers on a W. So I would do the same thing. I think sending them to impact or certain Indies would be good for them. Uh, and these little wrestlers i'm not gonna so they all, all applies here sending him out getting training nick camarado you know i know he did a lot of stuff in the pc and and they're giving him a chance but yeah you know, he has a good look enough that i would still invest some time in him but if he doesn't get it you know he'd be definitely on my cut list sooner than later but i'll give, really give him a shot so i'm wa- yeah, you know, I want I want to see what he could do coming back from working indies, working other people, working, getting training from Tom Pritchard, etc. Of you know, top schools, let that, let Thatcher schools like that. Um, see if he makes those adjustments and make him to that next level. If not, he'll be on that cut list as well. Brock Anderson, like I said earlier, send him out, send him into Japan, etc. Anthony Agogo. Um, I know he was dealing with the eye injury right now and, and all that, so who knows if he ever will really return to wrestling, but you know, I liked his I liked his personality, I like his look. He has some raw talent that you can work with, so but instead of like being on television and exposed because he's so green, send him out to trusted indies, send him out to trusted trainers, send him out to overseas to New Japan Dojo, like you know, I would definitely make that invested investment in him. Gun Club, Austin and Colton specifically, uh, yeah. Send them out, <laughs> right? Um, unless you're just going to make them the official heel job or tag team of your promotion. That's fine too. But um, they're young guys and they need experience. So send them out. Send them out and send them with their dad, right? Send Billy Gun with them for, you know, you know, local indies that people oh let's go see billy gunn and and he's works a couple of, a match but his sons are getting most of the work and getting experience etc so i like that if soul <laughs> another guy that's a favor of someone and you know i guess he's sammy Guevara's buddy and whatever they do on their blog thing i don't watch it i don't have time for that crap but but he has a popular fan base with aw and unless you're gonna make him the annoying hanger on or of inner circle or, you know, there's not much you can do with the main roster with him. So, but send him out so he does, so he can get over, so he can change his looks, so he can change his style. Maybe come back and do something with him. Uh, Varsity Blondes, you know, Pillman's been looking good at times. Griff Garrison, you know, has a, some ability, some ability, excuse me. I think you send him out and get experiences. But as a team, um work on their tag team work, etc. Lee Moriarty. I mean, when he signed with AEW, I thought, well, cause his personality has, it's just not that it's just not there. And I think his work right now is very indie level. So when he was got to sign with ROH, I believe, and then he ends up going to AEW, I'm like, well, let him stay on the indies right sign him maybe a retainer because you want him on your you feel he has his potential so let him work the indies and get more experience he definitely needs that he's just not going to get that experience working other indie guys like on dark and short matches What the fuck it is like just i would just i would have him go out to trust the indies and and also as well like make sure they're working veterans you know i'm sure you know, not going to work some shit guy on, their, on the local indie scene. Like, no, give them give these people something they can learn from. Um, or send people with them to learn. Like, okay, we're going to book this veteran versus Brock Anderson. You know, they're in uh, Boston or Massachusetts area. Hey, Promise Thomas, can you wrestle Brock Anderson? Can you go 12 with him, right? Don't go out of the ring. Just have it all wrestling. You know, like, just show him the rope. Show him what to do. You know, work with him um after the match talk to him break it down you, you know like that's the stuff they need to do that's that's what they need sean dean i mean i don't even remember, remember him but he's on the roster um i think he did he's the military guy i believe if i remember correctly like okay you know set him out too right you you invested all this in lee johnson of course i say that as well same difference so like set him out get experience and i think that's that's a pia uh, uh a positive for the young talent AEW roster, and it keeps them busy, and it keeps them uh, away from the main roster. For they're just they're not being exposed as job guys, and they get that job stench on them because that's all they see out of them when they come up to the Dynamites or Rampage shows. So putting them on indies to get experience or smaller promotions like Impact, and W um, would be just beneficial for all these guys on this list. So I I would like to see. Um, that happened, and you know. So that's my show today. I know it's kind of I kinda got a little ranty there. I apologize. It's a little late when I'm recording this. So, had a busy day. Had a wonderful night with my wife and my oldest daughter Chloe at her school. We had a movie night out in their uh, play uh, playground area, grass area. They put a you know big screen out there. We watched a movie, some kids' movies from like 2008. I don't. I don't. I wasn't really paying attention. It was so much going on. It's like hard to watch the movie, but. Uh, it was still just a good time, right? So I'm a little, little tired. of am getting getting close to the end here, and um, but I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for uh, checking out. Thanks for checking out our new free feed of five Game Podcast. And make sure you guys check out our Patreon. Um, five dollars a month, not a big investment, and a lot of great content. Uh, I do a show on there with Gary Gonzalez. We a 1997 RAW review. We're going to continue on to nineteen eighty eight. We're going to have a, a Nitro ninety eight show, kind of mirror our show. It's going to it's going to be great. Brace for impact. You know, not just the show review, but they have extra bits in there. Um, you know, a lot of uh, if you like women's wrestling, Joshi, whatever. Like, we have a great show, a very popular show on our network for that. So you definitely want to check that out. Um, yeah. So thanks again for uh, tuning in, and I greatly appreciate it. And I hope to. Hope you guys tune in next week and and also tune into other shows on this network. Thanks very much. Have a good night.